Hello and welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. How you doing this week, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Still a little sick, uh, like the last episode. But other than that, you know, things are all right. Um, busy week. Lots of hockey games on. Big week for the Panthers. Uh, three, you know, three great games they played. Um and I mean, we should just, I think, get straight into it with the first game of the week. What a banger. Tuesday night, Toronto Maple Leafs. The Panthers dropped that stinker of a game in Toronto the week before, which I was there for. Disappointing. But Toronto coming down to South Florida. Don't think they were ready to play in that type of atmosphere with the fans that were there. They're not used to it. Um, but once again, brutal start for the Panthers. Yeah, was not uh, not ideal at all. Um, no, it was it wasn't looking great. Yeah, it it was, you know, it start. It felt very very similar to that um, previous game, the Devils game. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was. It, I I mean, I was I was frankly I was just like embarrassed. I was frustrated. Like literally the same emotions as the as the Devils, but like probably worse because you have to deal with. Leafs fans after well that, that's the thing to me is like all right like you're down big to the Devils and it's like at the end of the day Panthers are going to the playoffs the Devils aren't right like that's just the reality so like it is what it is like what are they going to chirp you about but Leafs fans so obnoxious they got you know they, they won in their home building it's the Panthers right everyone's gasped about the team like oh you know better than the Panthers uh they come down to Florida coming off uh uh, a pretty solid game against Tampa Bay that they played. Um, and immediately it wasn't looking good for the Panthers. No, it really looked like the Leafs were just going to keep rolling from that momentum they gained in the Tampa yeah. game, which, by the way, like, was was ver- quite one-sided for the Leafs. Like, yeah, yeah. like, it just – it looked like the Leafs were the team in control in that entire game. Oh, yeah, they absolutely um, were. Um, like yeah. they're, they're a good team. Yeah. Um, but coming into Florida, and it's different too. Like, you know, we talk about the comeback cats, the cardiac cats, and how good they've been at erasing these big deficits late in games. And like, so for the most part, you know, you're kind of like, all right, like never count them out. But like, the reality is a lot of those comebacks were against like relatively inferior teams, right? Like, if you come back against Buffalo or you come back against New Jersey, right? even if you come back against like the Rangers, like those teams, like they just aren't at the same level that Florida is. So you're like, all right, like it's nice you come back, but it's like, you should win that game. Anyways, you go down to a team like Toronto and it's like, it's like, that's a tough team to come back against. Right. And the only thing that's really giving you hope is the fact that it's the Leafs and, 
you know, they love blowing leads, right? I mean, I so I I, I pulled up some of the text messages from a, a group chat I was in with some Leafs fans at the time. Um, and uh, one of the prevailing sentiments was that it's not 4-1, so we're fine. Well, little do Can, they know. Yeah. It simply doesn't matter. And I think we also got to talk about the play that got things turned around. And you know what? You're the Panthers. You got all this offensive firepower. You need to get on the board. You need to get some offense going. Who's the guy that's going to get it done for you? And it's very clearly right. Shorthanded. With a slap shot from the blue line with no one in the way. Oh, my gosh. That was like, yeah, that's a turning point. Well, because I saw, I saw like, like you, I have some friends that are Leafs fans and I'm in group chats with them, right? And then as soon as that Radko Gouda shot went in, like, I shit you not, like, I'm getting texts that are like, oh, boys, we've lost it. They're coming back. <laughs> like, they knew. I mean, that, talk about just, like, a profoundly, like, to the core of, like, whatever you want to call it. Like, that is just, like, piss, like, poor performance. Oh, yeah. That is just, like, that is unacceptable. No, I, I, I like as much as it's like great, you know, Panthers coming back and they played well and they, you know, they, they earned that comeback. Like, what are you doing if you're the Leafs? Right. That's just, that's just inexcusable. Like, first of all, Radko Gudis making it to the blue line shorthanded. I don't, I, like, I, I don't think NHL teams keep track of like on ice speed and like 40 yard dash like speeds. Radko Gudis isn't up there. Well, to me, like that whole goal, like, and obviously there are other goals in the game and, you know, great performances from a lot of guys and Claude Giroux, who's been buzzing lately. But to me, like, what I love about that play is like Radko Gudis gets the puck, right? And he's got room to skate, right? Which never happens, right? Because it's Radko Gudis who's never got room for anything. Coming through absolutely lightning quick speed, as he always does, right? And like, it is such a unique position because you would never think Radko Gudis would be in a position to have the puck coming in across the blue line shorthanded, right? And you can tell Radko Gudis also thought that because his instinct was slap shot from as far away as possible. Like, Literally. He just it, wanted to get rid of it at that point. You know, and the, it happens. It, you want to know what? There are some slap shots from that far out that go in. Usually yeah. they go in for one of two reasons. One, there's an insane amount of traffic in front of the net and the goalie just never picks up the puck. Or two, it's just some weird bounce. Yeah. They don't they don't go in clean like that. No, no, it, like it shouldn't go in on like an NHL goalie. It just shouldn't. Yeah. Now, my other favorite thing about this Leafs game, I saw, um, I believe it was John Bird or Jacob Barker who had sent me uh, a tweet after the game from a Leafs fan, right? And first of all, like if their argument was like, if people were making the argument, like, oh, you know what? Leafs on a back-to-back, like they're tired. They played a tough game against Tampa. It's like, it's a kind of fair argument. Both teams playing three and four. So like your rest, it's, it's still both teams are. uh, But you want to know what that argument means? Nothing because last time they played, the Panthers were on a back-to-back. Well, so were the Leafs on that one. Yeah. But like, it's the same argument that is just. Yeah, but to me, like three and four is three and four. You're going to be tired. Both teams are tired, right? So I agree with you. Like, it shouldn't even be an argument. 
But I love the one argument one Leafs fan made who said, you know what, it's all right. We didn't have a healthy team tonight. Once we get Kasha, Sandine, and Mrazek back, then we'll see. Now, my thoughts. First of all, you're correct. Can we go in order of uh, Kasha, Sandine, and Mrazek? Well, I want to start out with, it's, it's a true statement. You were missing all three of those players. It is also true the Florida Panthers were missing their Norris Trophy caliber defenseman, right? So when comparing what the bigger loss is, I think you could argue Aaron Eckblad's more valuable. One could argue. I, I would I would agree with you. Yeah. But, I mean, I, obviously not everybody does, but no. everybody's no, up so, to their opinion. So, Ours is right, but. Yeah, I, I, I love that this was like the argument they were trying to make. Yeah. Um, right out the gate, like, okay, Andre Kasha. That is a fine middle six winger, right? Absolutely fine. But the actual difference between him and whoever they're playing there is, like, very minimal at best, right? Like, I don't think Kasha comes in and says, hey, boys, let's protect the lead. I don't think that makes a difference. The other two guys, I think you can make a pretty strong case – that they actively hurt your team when they're out there. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I haven't seen, like, I haven't watched Sandine play in a while. Well, I have, and let me tell you, <laughs> not a fan. It's I, I know it's not good. And Mrazek, well, I mean, it speaks for itself. Like, should we just go watch the Winter Classic highlights again? Like, all you need to look is the NHL transaction lock that says this guy was on waivers. Yeah, I mean the Arizona game for them, like, yeah. like I, I find it quite. I don't know what the word is, but like, concerned for like IQ within the Leafs fan base. If this is like, if they value Mirazik this highly. Well, it's Jack like, Campbell. Jack Campbell came in in relief in that game, did he? Yeah, if you want to call it like relief, like he came in and got shelled. I think. Like, he's supposed to be your number one. It's just like, not. What, what is Mrazek gonna do? He's just gonna sit on the bench during playoffs. Yeah, Mrazek's in that game. Like whoever's, they get pulled. Like Mrazek's like, arguably worse than Shogren sometimes. Yeah. Well, and like, yes, yeah, so that's the thing for me. And then, like, yeah, Sandine, like, even if Sandine's healthy, he's not one of your best six or seven defensemen. Which, yeah. and, is that, is that, have... and is that a compliment to the Leafs decor or more of how low I think of Sandine? You could take it either way. I'm, they love, they love Labushkin. They really do. They really do. Yeah. I, it's not for me, but he, he's big and I like that, right? Big fan. To me, like, we've always said you can't teach size. So, but I love like, but Leafs fans seem to think they've got a special one there. Like, I see like they're like the trade of the year is Kyle Dubas getting rid of Nick Ritchie for Ilya Labushkin. And I'm like, first of all, Nick Ritchie's been like fairly decent on Arizona, right? So, I don't know what you guys are doing with him, right? Ilya Labushkin's been fine. You're just going to play him with like Morgan Riley and be like, look, he's a top pairing defenseman. It's like, yeah, if you put me on the top pairing, I'd be a top pairing defenseman. Doesn't mean you're good in that role, but sure, okay, All, and just yeah, not tra- not the trade of the year by any stretch. 
like the reality is, is like the Leafs two biggest off season acquisitions in terms of price they paid to get guys and how much they paid on the open market were Mrazek and Nick Ritchie who have both been on waivers and one was traded. Right. Not great. Not great. No, but you know, we can't, you know, this whole episode can't be us hating on the Leafs. I mean, it could, no, but we, we got to, we should probably talk about like in, in that game, Jonathan Huberto. What a player. I mean, for, I mean, I, did he already have the franchise record for points in a season? Um, I can't remember. I know he's he, the first. I know he's the first to hit a hundred, and that happened in the last game. I'm not gonna lie. My big issue lately is there have been so many Panthers players hitting milestones lately. I can't keep track. I can't even keep track of just Hubertos. Well, and I my my favorite thing too is whenever a Panthers player hits a milestone, the Panthers Twitter they always post a picture of the player with Huberto and Barkov. Just whatever reason, like. <laughs> Sam Bennett gets his hundredth NHL goal, and then there's Hoover, there's a picture with him and Hoover and Barkov. Why? I don't know. I don't care. Love it. It's fantastic stuff. Um, but yeah, and then uh, moving on. Obviously, the game against Buffalo. It's Buffalo. You should win. They win. They go down. They come back. It's you know, it's good stuff. I guess. Yeah, I just there. That was just because who scored the game winner with like what was it forty five seconds left. Uh, 37, 37, 37 seconds, seconds left. left. And it was Sam. Was Bennett. it Barco? It was who? Sam Bennett. Bennett. For his 100th NHL goal. Like, in my mind, they're just like, they're just toying with them. It's just, it's not nice. It's like, a bit it's of a tease. Like, it's a bit of a tease. A bit of a tease. Um, I, I'm pretty sure the Panthers like, dominated that game too. Yeah, they really did. It was not – well, and that's the other thing I want to talk about is, like, the big question mark around the Panthers lately. And I know, you know, there's been a lot of criticism around the defense. And, you know, it's like when you give up, like, six goals to New Jersey, like, these questions – and five goals to Buffalo, like, these questions will come up, right? But, like, I think people are, you know, willing to give them at least a bit of a pass defensively because Ekblad's not there. And he is, like he, – he's the guy. But the goaltending hasn't been great lately, especially from Sergei Bobrovsky. Um, we've been seeing a little bit more of Spencer Knight lately. Spencer Knight's been uh, fairly decent, looking pretty sharp, especially in that uh, that Nashville win, going up against you know UC Saros, one of the best in the league. Um, is there a bit of a goaltending controversy here? I, the Panthers have said, you know, Sergei Bobrovsky's our guy. And if you looked at their paychecks, you'd probably say he's their guy too. But should do you think Sergey Bobrovsky starts game one in the playoffs? And should he start game one in the playoffs? Million dollar, ten million dollar question here. Right. Um, also, wait, also Panthers clinching a playoff spot, first team to do it this season. Sick, easy money. Uh, you know, best record in franchise history. He knew it was another record, like another record, of course. It is what it is. And when it was a record home win against the Leafs, too. Yeah. Oh, you know what I forgot to mention? Did you see um on Twitter someone tweeted it was a picture of a Leafs fan who drove 36 hours from Toronto to get to Florida to watch the game to witness Austin Matthews. That wasn't real, was it? I think it was. I just assumed it was like not real. 
you know, I'm just going to go with it's real because I want that to be real, that someone drove that far to watch him break this franchise letter, to watch him not only not get it, to watch them get embarrassed uh, by blowing that lead and then by missing him after the game. I really want it to be true, so I'm just saying it is. Me too, me too. I saw the picture. Like, it looked kind of real. We had the like license I, plate. I didn't see that one. He was holding an AM34 license plate, I mean. Oh, oh. Right, I don't want... I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm a little skeptical, but that's that's just me. Like it's possible, but I'm a little skeptical. skeptical. I'm hoping it's true. But okay. Skeptical. Back to, sorry, sorry, back to the playoffs. So, game one, who's starting? Who should start? So I think Bobrovsky starts. I think yeah, Bobrovsky yeah, should I start. Um like the first thing that comes to mind about his recent performance is okay. Like, let's get it out of the, let's get it out of his system now. Right. Yeah. Like but, you, you, but you'd rather it happens now when points matter less than in that first round against maybe the Washington Capitals. Yeah. Well, I mean, like we've seen it too, like, especially in the last couple of games, like because the Panthers have locked up their spot and, the playoff picture is starting to take shape. They're kind of just rotating a lot of guys through the lineup, just making sure everyone's fresh and guys get rested, right? And I'm so I'm certain we'll see a decent goaltending split here down the stretch. I think they do start Bobrovsky. I don't know if they should, though. Like, and, I, I, I think I, I think so. I, I do. Um, you, you can't. He, he's been good this season overall. He's been good, he, but both goalies no, to me have he been good been, but streaky. Like Bobrovsky has not been elite by any means. He's not Vezina caliber this season. I I don't think. I think we can agree on that. No, um, he's looked Vezina caliber for like stretches of two or three games. Yeah, exactly. You can't really say that over the course of the season he has. So like, that's fair enough. But then again, he hasn't looked like first year Panthers Sergei Bobrovsky. No. But he, I mean, in a few games he has, yeah, right. Like on, on, I'd say overall he's pretty average, if not slightly above average, compared to goalies in in the NHL. So, like, I I don't see it as a reason not to start him in the first game of the playoffs. To me, it's something that he's earned at this point with his um, play over the course of the season, and it's not alarming enough right now for me to say he shouldn't start the first game of the season yeah like now, the, the, there, there's what there's he's probably gonna have seven eight more games seven well, games yeah seven like more games? the thing for me is like i get the reasons you'd go with bobrovsky he's a more veteran goalie right and you're paying him a lot of money and he's been pretty decent this year right spencer knight has also been up and down like if spencer knight had been blow you away good this season right then I think you're probably thinking, yeah, maybe we'll go Spencer. And he did have those two really solid games last year in the postseason. But let's say you go 500 split with the guys down the stretch here and Spencer Knight really outperforms Bobrovsky. Do you second guess yourself and just say, we got to go with the guy's hot, the guy who's hot, or do you go with Bob and make it a really short leash? I don't know. To me, it seems like you would need Spencer Knight to go on like a would would in this span would need to finish with 
a save percentage above like 940, 950 with the goals against average below like 1.6, 1.5. And I just don't see that happening. But what if he gives you like a 930 and Bob's giving you 885? Because it's like, because it's not like what, what it's like, what I'm, then I'm probably, the then, I, then I'm probably going with the short leash. Right. Like, like that to me is like, but I'm still, I'm still starting Bobrovsky in that first game. Now it's going to be, you know, cause it changes. Playoffs are different. We know that like the, the hockey's just different. There's a lot more just, it's much more strategic in the playoffs. Yeah. So it's it's a completely different hockey game. So I think he, no matter what, unless Spencer Knight goes off, no matter what, is you start Bobrovsky, and you just kind of play it by ear at that point. Yeah, I think like you, you're gonna have like... a you're gonna have a back to back in the series. Yeah, that that's your chance to give Spencer Knight his look if Bobrovsky's being decent enough yeah and i always find like it's so tough to like with the confidence of goalies too right like if if you're giving a guy a short lease and you're yanking him the first time he messes up like you you, you can't ever put him back in in that series really confidence is shot like i remember i think it was the flames did that one year i forget who their goalie was it was brian elliott and he allowed like a squeaker like 19 seconds into the game and then another one like a minute in and he was gone and it's like if that was your leash for Brian Elliott, like, well, yeah, start, I mean, why, if, you, if you don't believe in him, don't play him. It kind of reminds me of the Vegas Montreal series last year, right? Like the goaltending was constantly switching. Well, yeah, and Flurry got stabbed, and that didn't help. But like, it's... but no, is that? Leonard won, and then they went to Flurry, which which didn't make sense. Yeah, that was nonsense. So, like, I I think that you have to be very careful with your your goaltending, and you're not you're not pulling a guy from a game. I, I I think that you only do that if the guy lets in four or more. Well, it depends on like what the goals he lets in are. Yeah, exactly. Right. If you let in the first three shots of the game, like I'm thinking, you might want to take the night off. Yeah, and but y- like yeah, if Bobrovsky does that, you might be kicking yourself for like starting spent maybe starting Spencer Knight instead. But who knows? Like maybe Spencer Knight would have done worse. So like I I think that yeah, that's the thing is like either way you're gonna be left with what ifs if yeah, something goes wrong. Exactly, and you kind of gotta go with the safest bet, and the safest bet is the like the experience, the age. You know, well, like, like all we, those variables. We saw it last year in the playoffs too. Like the Panthers, they started like Drieger. We had and, three goalies in that series. Yeah, three goalies in six games. So I'd love to not do that again this year. Well, I can't even remember that third string. It's Jonas name. Johansson, and I never yeah. want to see him. Yeah. <laughs> One thing's for sure is we're not going to see Jonas Johansson. No, but like, what overall? Like, are you concerned about the goaltending going into the playoffs? No. I, I I believe that, you know, a lot of the goals that Bobrovsky and is getting scored on and really looking ridiculous, to be honest, is those breakaway goals. Yeah. Like, he's not looking good on those. Just that confidence level does not seem to be there. He seems to be guessing a lot on what guys are going to do and just kind I know. of like following the, the trajectory of the play. Like so, Mike Smith. 
That's another story. <laughs> Mike Smith has got to be the most entertaining goalie in the league. By far. To watch. By far. You never know what's going to come next. Where will my... Well, we know at least one more season uh, under contract is coming next, so that's fun. Um, but, um, like, to me, the style of play in the playoffs is going to go to Bobrovsky's advantage. He's going to see a lot less of those, like, uh, more um, individual looks, like th- yeah. those type of things. Like, he's going to see a lot more just – pucks through traffic well yeah and like one of the things he does really well as a goalie is his lateral movement right it's really explosive it's something he probably should maybe quiet down a little bit because he's a bit older but like that's where he excels and you can't do that on a breakaway yeah exactly like, like yeah. Th- that's just the reality you're gonna see like teams forced to play a lot less and that's gonna yeah. be true for for the panthers and especially like their their deep pairings is they're they're gonna force the play less less breakaways, less on-man rushes. So that, that's all going to work in Bobrovsky's favor, fingers crossed, um, which, which is why I'm just – I'm not – at this point, I'm not concerned. I, I probably won't be concerned until game one if it goes south. Yeah, like I'm not concerned about it. Could I feel more confident in it? For sure. And like with some good performances down the stretch help with that, absolutely. But like – it's, you know, I mean, like, there's a team that's probably going to start like Jack Campbell or like Shalgren in the playoffs, and it's like that's what I was going to say. I'm I'm feeling a lot more confident, I think, in our goaltending than other teams are feeling in their goaltending. Yeah, which like either it says something about you know the Panthers goaltending or other teams really, but um, we'll just have to see. Um, and we'll talk more uh, playoff stuff in a bit here. Uh, coming up but first we got a quick ad read from our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook hockey fans feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook the official sports betting partner of the NHL right now new customers can bet just one dollar on any team to win and get 150 dollars in free bets if they do if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet you can still hit the ice for cold hard cash and new customers can make their first deposit and play for f- play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay. The playoffs. Talked a little bit about it. Talk about the goaltending. As of right now, the playoff picture is getting a little bit clearer. And it is looking like the most probable first-round matchup for the Florida Panthers right now is the Washington Capitals. Do you like this matchup? Yes and no. Um, like I, I think that that it that the Panthers win this. Yeah, I, I just I, I'm well, concerned about the toll it's going to take because. 
Washington has a team that's pretty good at playing playoff hockey. They're built for it, right? Like, it's, like, I, like I think there are other teams that are better overall teams in Washington, but Washington plays that playoff style to a T, and they and a lot of those guys there are still there from their Stanley Cup uh, win a few years back. They know what it takes. Exactly. So that's that's a concern. I think that. As, I mean, I know we just talked about potential goalie insecurities. I feel better about the Panthers goaltending than I feel about uh, the Capitals goaltending. That's for sure. With um, Samsonov and Vanek. Yeah, yeah. That's just I. I don't think that's a super confident tandem that you would want to put all your eggs in. Um, like Samsonov, obviously, I I would assume is going to get get the nod to start, but. You never know. I'm not too worried about that. It's that playoff grittiness that they can bring. You've got, if not the best goal scorer of all time. Oh, I think best, he is. The, the, exactly. The best I goal mean, scorer. As much as he's tortured Panthers fans for years. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, he, he's he's an X factor. That's just the reality is he can he can control games. So that, that's all, that's never a concerning thing. Uh, to go up against that being said uh, I think it, the Panthers match up well their depth I think is well the depth like the, show. the depth is what allows the Panthers to, to be you know one of the best teams in the league um, Washington's good they have the experience I don't think they have the depth right and I think I think it's going to show a lot in those middle six matchups I think you're looking at the middle six like I like I, I like their top nine to be honest. When Backstrom's healthy, right, and they got a good young player in, in Connor McMichael, and they got, you know, a, like I like I don't like I like their team. Like I do, I like the way they're built. My big concern is their decor because I, there's like with the depth the Panthers have, there's going to be some tough matchups. Like John Carlson's a top defenseman in the league but he's not great defensively, right? Martin Faraby's been a good rookie this year, but he's a rookie. Dmitry Orlov is physical, right? He's on that shutdown pairing with Nick Jensen, but you can't deploy your shutdown pairing against anyone. And do you want to throw Justin Schultz and Trevor Van Riemsdyk out against the Panthers' second or third line? Like, I don't know how that exactly works out for you. And then if your goaltending is a question mark too, like I think the defense is where the Panthers have the biggest edge. Yeah, and that's going to be huge just because of the offensive firepower that the that the Panthers have. The Capitals are going to have to play a really, really good defensive game. Yeah. Right? Because they're going to find themselves in their zone a lot. They're going to need the forwards to engage, uh, to be aggressive, and it's probably going to – they're probably going to get some good chance chances off of, like, turnovers and just um, – counterattack so that's going to be something to be careful of but if the panthers can keep it in their zone well it's going to be a pretty short series well keep it in their zone and just keep make extend the shifts because like much we talk about ovechkin and backstrom and some of the other guys they got there like they got some older players who are veteran players but extend their shifts make it a tough series for them right like when people talk about wearing down a team in the playoffs they mostly think about just like laying the body on them and fishing checks. And that's part of it. But the other part is just tire them out. 
Yeah, and man, I don't know what it is, but every time I've watched the Capitals this season, Ovechkin takes like some pretty short shifts. I don't know if that's just me, like just a recency bias or whatever, but from everything I've seen, like he he really tries to take short shifts. So yeah, if he can extend those, that's that's working to your advantage. Well, yeah, as much as he's Ovi, like. I think we all like you watch him play like the last few seasons, like he's still ripping, you know, 40, 50 goals a year, but he's not, you know, going end to end like he used to and running through guys, you know, as much as he used to, like he's slowed down a bit and you gotta, you gotta make it tough for, for a veteran player like him uh, and just making an exhausting series. And then for their goalies, I agree with what you said. Like, I don't really trust either of their goalies. Right. I mean, I know Sam has been, you know, he's a highly touted prospect, Vitek Vanacek claimed an expansion and then sent right back. Um, like they're both decent, I think, but if you just throw enough pucks at them, right? Like they have, I've seen Vitek Vanacek allow some wonky goals, right? Like I've seen I, Samsonov allow some wonky like, goals. Like I don't think there's a bad shot you can throw on net with those guys, right? And if you get down in a game, just throw the puck on net. You, you never know what's going to happen. Um, so this should be a fun one. If this ends up being the matchup, what's your prediction uh, and how many games? Um, Panthers, obviously. Well, I, yeah, I had to ask, but yeah, I would assume so. I'm trying to decide between five or six games. I'll go Panthers and five getting the win at home okay okay i mean i would say panthers in three but i can't going with <laughs> going with a sweep seems like real cocky and could backfire and look horrendous come playoff time but the upside but the upside's huge right like you know the risk versus reward you got to factor that in um Looking at the matchup, I think BB and I, sorry, FLA Live. I think FLA Live's uh, going to be bumping in the playoffs. It's going to be a tough building to come into. So I think they win both at home. We go on the road. Washington takes one there. And then, yeah, five, five sounds good, but I'm going to be different. I'll say four. I'll say sweep them. Okay. I love it. I love it. I would Insert. love to see a sweep because it would shut so many people up. Yeah, and I think I think a sweep and a, and a, and Sergei Bobrovsky looking really sharp in that. Can't wait to see Aaron Ekblad back as well. Um, you know, all, hoping his recovery goes well. I want to offer one last question on this series: a prop bet. Who gets suspended first, Tom Wilson or Sam Bennett? Sam Bennett. Ooh, it's a tough one. Ozmakers are pan out even for both guys. Um, I feel like I feel like it's the Tom Wilson is like he's too on the radar at this point. But Sam Bennett is lower stuff. on the radar. I know, Sam, no, Sam I, I, don't get me high. Sam Bennett does some reckless things out there, especially when he's heated. Like I saw the uh, who who was the guy on Columbus he dummied in that empty net goal that came up on my timeline oh, uh, the was... other day. Oh, I can't. Who was it? Was it Sillinger? No. no, was it? I was thinking it was Cole Sillinger, but then I was like, ah, I can't. Like somebody would have fought him if it was Cole Sillinger. I think, but like, oh, I'm gonna. But yes, it. no, I think that's a great. 
it's it's a it's a tricky prop bet because you know historically i think tom wilson's got the longer track record of being a dirty player but sam bennett when he's on edge it can go poorly we saw it last year in the playoffs we've seen it this year in the regular season hopefully he can just like airdrop that to ryan lomberg and ryan lomberg can take this the suspension although yeah. It was Cole Sillinger, by the way. I'm watching. It was Cole Sillinger. Oh my goodness, it's so bad. Samuel, uh, like, uh, I, yeah, no, I think it's gonna be really like, it's gonna be really cool to see the the role that like a guy like Ryan Lomberg takes up in the playoffs. Yeah, I can't wait. I think this team's just built for it. They're ready to go. Having fun. It's gonna be a wild one. I'm gonna take up. Uh, by the way, in the prop bet, I'm gonna take Tom Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, because I think Sam Bennett finishes one hit and then Tom Wilson goes out and takes out, like, Lusterainen. <laughs> would probably be the guy. That's my That would thought. be, like, best case scenario. Well, it's incredibly disrespectful to E2 Lusterainen, but okay. I mean... <laughs> I mean he, yeah, I'd like to see him argue with me about that one. Yeah. No, it's a fair point. Um, it's a fair point. Should be a fun series if it ends up happening. Um, and I hope it does really because I, I love that matchup. Um, okay, last really quick question I want to ask before we go. Michael Benning, Panthers prospect, fourth round pick, wins the Frozen Four with the University of Denver this weekend, named outstanding player of the tournament. Do you think this guy has a shot at being a future NHLer? I, I, I think he does. Um, like, I, like, do the Panthers have a player here? Like, I don't know. It, it's it's tough to say. You know, to be named MVP of that tournament with, I mean, everyone saw the talent. Same, same junior numbers as Kale McCarr, by the way, in junior A. Like, and very, under, very... undersized defender like you, like, ooh, only 5'10". Yeah, and the the big the big advantage here is he's an O two. Yeah, like he's very he's a nineteen year old. Yeah, yeah although he I, I think he just turned twenty, but he still counts as his year of, as being nineteen this year. Um, it's pro it's like really promising. I I think like yeah like I'm a big fan of Michael Benning. I've been a fan on his on draft day. And I'm still a fan based on what he's done at University of Denver. I think, you know, you never know if a guy's going to pan out or not, right? Especially a guy who's drafted a little later. And I'm sure a reason he went later was probably the size factor. But to me, like, you can't be unhappy with any part of his development so far. He's been great at University of Denver. He wins the national title. Um, When he goes pro, I don't know. But um, I think down the line, yeah, he could be – a, a pretty solid defender. Um, I think best case scenario, like, is he the next Sam Girard? And you know, I love Sam Girard. So well, like, that's I what, would that's, love that. That's, that's, I would why, love that. that's why I went Sam Girard. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Like big, big fan of Sam Girard. Um, like I assume he's going back. To, I don't know if that decision has been made, but I assume he's going back to Denver for a sophomore or a junior year. Yeah. I'd imagine he does. It's defensive. Like, Take your time. Yeah, take your time. Maybe get an education out of it. You know, maybe don't. It's as you wish. Um, or I guess you have to. You have to. Well, yeah, wait a little wink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
but I mean, I think that it'd be pretty cool to see him like, cause he was just under a point per game um, this season. Like to, to get above that threshold would be pretty special, but I mean, it, it seems promising, but that size factor, he, if he could be just like a Sam Girard 2.0, Florida's onto something. Yeah, no, I like the fit on Florida too for him. Um, and be, you know, curious to see how he continues to develop, but promising signs and uh, really good showing in that tournament. Um, but yeah, I think that's all we got for, for this episode. Thank you so much to everyone tuning and listening. Um, appreciate it as always. And we'll be back next Monday with a brand new episode and we'll see you all then. Barkov looking to get a step on Mete. Barkov to the